Okay, so Shabbos. <clears throat> Obviously, it's something that we're all familiar with. It happens every week. We go into it, and I'm sure everybody has at some points sat back and thought, like, why are we doing this? Like, what? What's it all about? Like, what am I supposed to really be getting out of this? How am I supposed to experience it? What's the what? What, what is the point of this experience? We know what it says in the Kiddush. We'll discuss it in a moment. We know that it mentions that Shabbos, the reasons for Shabbos are because we, as a testimonial to the fact that God created the world. It's a testimonial to the fact that God gave us, gave us the Torah. Um, he took us out from Egypt, which culminates in the giving of the Torah. But what, what is, how, how are we really, you know, Rav Pincus has a, a great saying, not in this book. This is one book of his called Shabbos Malkasa, which is one that Rav Pincus was a lecturer in Israel um, in, the, in the, he died in the, in the, in the mid-90s, in, unfortunately in a car crash. Um, he, his wife and a daughter um, were all killed in a, in a car crash on on a Saturday night, one night, he was, it was actually Arab Pesach, he was coming back from his, delivering a lecture, he used to drive all over Israel and give lectures, he spoke in English, Hebrew, Yiddish, Spanish, he was a, he was a man, he, he had it he had all, anyway, but so, in, so, there are, we have, we have a whole series of his books that are taken from the tapes, and then he wrote two books, um, three books actually that he wrote himself, so one is this book called Shabbos Malkus of the Shabbos Queen, one is a book on Tefillah, on prayer, which we spoke, we, we quoted a little bit from that when we were doing, doing the section on prayer, and he has a book on the he has a sefer on Chumash. Those are the svarim that he wrote himself, but um, but from his tapes, they also made uh, recordings, right, uh, of uh, uh, and which have now been translated into English as well. You got in Hebrew and English, fascinating, phenomenal stuff, really, really amazing stuff. But he has one saying in his book on on Shabbos where he says well, most people. They eat the, they eat a hot chalent, get nice and sleepy and, and warm and drowsy, and they go to sleep and they sleep away the Shabbos. So they, they slept away the Shabbos with the hot chalent, and that's all they they didn't get anything from it. They got there's no gain. His whole thing was Shabbos starts Friday morning. Start come Friday morning, that's when he his whole day Friday was dedicated to getting ready for Shabbos. It was it was he went he went shopping first thing in the morning, and then he set the table, and then he took a, he took a, he went to the mikvah, and then he bathed, he took a rest before Shabbos because how could you go into the Shabbos? and be tired. Shabbos is not a time for sleeping. Shabbos is a time for energizing. Shabbos is a time has its own energy that's supposed to come with it. The person is supposed to appreciate the Shabbos. But what is it that we're appreciating? What, what, what's going on on Shabbos that we're really trying to get into? What is, there's no mitzvahs in Shabbos other than what we say, Menucha Shabbos. And, and unfortunately, our Western minds and, the, and this, the way that we translate, on the, as, we, as, as often happens when we translate words from from Hebrew into from Hebrew into English, so we we translate them badly, and then the concept is completely uh, uh, corrupted, and 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 the whole idea. People think, oh, Shabbos is about resting, and then they ask, well, if Shabbos is about resting, so how come we don't turn on lights? I mean, turning on lights that's that's about resting. I mean, what's not restful about flipping a light switch? It doesn't say anywhere in Shabbos that you shouldn't that you should rest. It says on Shabbos it says a person shouldn't do. It doesn't say a person shouldn't do labor. It doesn't say a person shouldn't do work, which is avodah. It says a person shouldn't, shouldn't do melacha. Melacha means creative labor. A person shouldn't be engaged in creativity, in in bringing things into the world in a way that they weren't here before. The the goal of Shabbos is to step back and to recognize that life is has a goal that we have a place where we're going. That it's supposed to be something that is. Um, that is both invigorating 
the Shabbos, but it's also intimidating. We'll, we'll get to the intimidating aspect of it. I don't think we'll be able to discuss that and flesh that out fully tonight. But we, there is an aspect of Shabbos that is really scary, that if you don't live it right, and if you're not experiencing it correctly, Shabbos is probably one of the scariest times of the week. If you really understand what Shabbos is all about, when you look at Shabbos as looking back at who, who I really am. So I want, I want to just um, mention ba- ba- uh, two... Um, uh, two basic ideas, two basic ideas, sort of as a preliminary uh, laying of a foundation towards getting into a deeper understanding of what Shabbos is really all about. The first is <coughs> this is this all, this is this idea. Rapinkus himself says here in, the, in his introduction to Shabbos Malkasa, and I think we talked about it once before. Maybe it was in the Parsha class that we talked about it. But we talked about this idea that Shabbos is at a t- is the whole goal of Shabbos, the whole idea of Shabbos is a point at which you're, you're entering into a zone of no time. In other words, we talked about the Beis HaMikdash, the Holy Temple, the place where God, the infinite God, who can, cannot be defined and not be defined, it says, this is the place, make a mishkan for me, in the, at least in the desert. It was the tabernacle, make a place for me, and I will re- my presence will be there in that place, which is, again, it's, it's counterintuitive. How do you have an, an infinite being in a finite place? The answer is, the finite place itself became infinite, right? It, uh, you know, it's the Beis Hamikdash, the, the Temple in Jerusalem, which is what the Mishkan is—a is microcosm of that. The, in the Beis Hamikdash, it says that when on Yom Kippur, when everybody stood on Yom Kippur for for in the Beis Hamikdash, so everybody stood shoulder to shoulder, right? It says Omdim Tzafufim, they stood cramped in, thousands of people shoulder to shoulder, everybody standing Mishtachavim. But when they bowed down, Revachim, there all of a sudden there was tremendous amount of space. What happens when you're bowing down? What is the symbolism of what, what or what's actually happening when a person bows? A person makes himself completely subservient to a power greater than himself, meaning a person actually melds himself in a way into, into God. That's essentially what's happening when a person is mishtachav, when you bow down on your face, when you fall flat on your face in the dirt, and you say, I am, I am now lying in front of Hashem, and you spread out your arms and legs, and you're saying, that you're saying the, the name, when the name of Hashem is being said, that, and that they were able to do that despite the fact that it was fully crowded. Right in front of my face there was somebody, and next to me over here, and all of a sudden I'm lying down because of that. That moment I entered into the into God's space, which is not, no space at all. That's the that's the concept. The Kodesh Kadashim, the Holy of Holies, was a place that contained within it the Ark. But the measurements for the Ark and the measurements of the Kodesh Kadashim were exactly the same. If you take two objects that are exactly the same, they, they don't fit one into the other. So Chazal tells what what does it mean? The rabbis teach us what does it mean? It means that the, that the Ark didn't take up any space. It didn't, it didn't, even though it had dimensions, you, when you looked at it, it looked like it took up space. It took up no space at all. It filled the, it filled the, whole, the whole of the Kodesh Kadashim, but it, wasn't, it was there, but there was room still for the Kohen Gadol to get in there on the Yom Kippur to go, go, go and do the service. Because in that space, when you're in God's space, so the dimension of space doesn't exist. Shabbos is, is that equivalent in time. When you enter into Shabbos, you're entering into God's time frame into into the frame of time of God it's it's something that transcends time it's beyond time it's beyond the, the limitations of this world it's beyond the the physicality the, the reality is is that Shabbos is Hashem's gift the, the, the purpose of Shabbos is to bask completely in the aura of Hashem that's that's all the Shabbos is about and and it's not something that we create 
It's something that we enter into and Hashem is there for us. The whole mitzvah of Shabbos is to be there, to be directly with Hashem, to be in His space. He tells us exactly what actions He wants us to carry out because that's the way you accomplish what you, what you need to accomplish is if you do what you're told to do. So the eating and the drinking, you would think that, that Shabbos, if, that's, if, I'm, if I'm correct, that that's what Shabbos is all about. So then Shabbos should be like Yom Kippur. I should go on Shabbos. I should wear white. I should stand up or I should stand still all day. I should pray. I should, I, no, Hashem says, no, that's not the way I want you to be with me. I want you to be in, in my presence. I want you to eat and to drink and to expand beyond yourself with a neshama yaseir, with a, with a deeper a, a, a appreciation of who you are, of what you are in the physical world. But it's the possibility of connecting directly to Hashem. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is like, it's like, the, it's like a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Beis HaMikdash in time. If you, if you want. It's the same idea. In other words, every mitzvah has it, the elements of what that mitzvah is supposed to be. When you put on tzitzah, so you're supposed to take a bag, you're supposed to take a, a, a garment which has four corners on, and you put your attached strings to it, and you're wearing tzitzah. That's the action of wearing tzitzah. You want to, you're supposed to eat matzah on Pesach, you're supposed to take a piece of matzah, and you're supposed to eat the matzah. You're supposed to go up to the Beis HaMikdash, you're supposed to, on the, on the, on the regalim, on the, on the festivals, you're supposed to go up to the Beis HaMikdash, to, in, into the Mikdash. It's a way of accessing, of being, uh, of, of being in Hashem's presence in the Beis HaMikdash. That's the mitzvah of Pesach. The mitzvah of Shabbos is to be in Hashem's presence wherever you are. How and why? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a moment. We'll talk how you how you reach that stage. But the point is, you, it's not what we make of Shabbos. Everything else, every other yom tov, every, every other yom tov, every other day on the calendar is defined by us. We define time in a certain sense because we make Rosh Chodesh. We decide when the day of the year, when the, when, the, when the days of the month, when the month starts, what day of the month it is. And therefore that says that Yom Kippur is on the 10th of Tishrei and Yom Rosh Hashanah is on the 1st of Tishrei and, and, and Pesach is on the 15th of Nisan. Those dates are defined by Beisdin. It's defined by the Sanhedrin, defined by the Jew, by the court that decides that this is the new month. Yes, we work with a system where, where we already know and we understand when the new moon is going to appear. But the reality is in the, in the, time, in the way it's supposed to work in the time of Beis HaMikdash, is somebody supposed to see the new moon, they go to the Beis and Bezdin declares the new month. And when Bezdin declares the new month, that's when the new month starts. So time on the calendar is defined by us. But Shabbos is always there. The days of the week are defined not by us. The days of the week are Yom Rishon, Yom Chini, the first day, the second day, the third. The days of the week are what they are naturally. They have nothing to do with us. Whether we, whether we decide today Shabbos or we don't decide, decide today is not Shabbos, Shabbos is there. Shabbos happens regardless. Now, the reality of, of Shabbos being there, and the reality of that Shabbos is what we call Kaviyah Vakaim, also ties into the fascinating idea that the Rabbeinu Bahaya says in Parshas, in Parshas Kisisa, in the, in, the, in, the, in the portion of Kisisa, where the end of, towards the end of Sefer Shmos, the end of the, board, the end of the book of Exodus, there the Torah begins to give us the verses about Shabbos, and about keeping Shabbos, and about guarding Shabbos. It says that Shabbos is an Ois Hi Beinio Beinechama. Karash says, Shabbos is a sign between us, between us and God. It's a sign, it's a, it's a reality, it's a declaration of that which defines us. Now, the, the, the Rabbeinu Rechai says a fascinating, fascinating insight. Listen to this carefully. He says, he says like this, we could argue about how Judaism was kept. We could argue about how did Jews act? How did they? Did Moshe Rabbeinu dress like me and you? Did Moshe Rabbeinu dress like the Sephardim, like uh, like the Babasali? Did Moshe Rabbeinu, or did he wear dress like none of them at all, like ancient Egyptians? Did they keep Shabbos the way we keep Shabbos? You know, some people tell you, oh, there's 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 the the Judaism of the of the ancient desert nomads, and there's a Judaism of the of the of what they call Torah Judaism that was that was introduced according to the the, the academics will tell you that's the to the the Judaism of Ezra Hasof. 
Sofer that was, that was introduced by Ezra when they, when they came back from the sex. And they, one thing that everybody, that nobody can deny is all Jews always kept Shabbos. No matter what, Jews kept Shabbos. No matter how you describe the practice, but Shabbos was something that was always there amongst us. Shabbos has always been that which defined us. Those, the, the people that remained loyal to Shabbos are the people that remained remained strong and staunch in their Judaism. Those that gave up Shabbos, eventually, unfortunately, as, as we all know, if you look, it's funny, I was, looking at a, I was looking at a statistic today, somebody sent around, I don't, I don't know where this number came from, they said it was a study done by Brandeis University that there are seven and a half million Jews in America by their own, by their own uh, uh, um, de- definition, right? There's seven and a half million Jews. But if, if you want to look at halachic, halachic Jews in, the, in, Amer- in, the, in America, it's about two and a half million. What? Two and a half million Jews. That's it, right? That's all there are. And, and there's many more than that in Israel. And, and the reality is of those two and a half million Jews, you know, we keep talking about how the, the bigger denominations are reform and conservative. When you break it down to that two and a half million, the majority are actually Orthodox Jews. It's, it's a scary thought. It's really, really scary. It's really frightening uh, to think that, that, we're, that we're, we're losing. We're, we're, it's, like, it's like Rav Noach used to say, it's a Holocaust out there. What stops the Holocaust? What has always held the Jews in place? And no, it's not. Every, everybody thinks that, it's a, that it comes from a holy source. It doesn't come from a holy source at all. It's, it's from, a, from, a, from a famous Yiddish slash Hebrew writer. I forgot which one it, which one said it. The more, than, more than the Jews have kept Shabbos, Shabbos has kept the Jews. This is not a... This is... Comes, this is um, huh. Um, it's, it's, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, Acharam. Acharam wrote it. But it's a, it's a truism. There's an absolute, there's an absolute truth to that. More than, more than, more than the, the Jews have kept Shabbos, Shabbos has kept the Jews. Those that kept Shabbos, those that held on to Shabbos, held on to their identity. Those that let go of Shabbos for the, not everyone, that's not a, it's not, it's not an absolute rule, but it is an absolute rule that anybody that held on to Shabbos held on to their Judaism. That's for sure. And so Shabbos defines us as, as in, in a proactive kind of way. You can talk about the theories of emuna and the theories of belief and, and, and religion and, and should we practice this way, should we practice that way. What defines us as, Jew, as Jewish people throughout the ages is the keeping of Shabbos. Shabbos itself, as Shabbos stands, is something that is always and will always define us. This is Rabbeinu B'chai already writes. Rabbeinu B'chai is writing almost a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago he was already writing that, and it's, it's true till today. There's no question about it. It's, it's something that can't be denied. The os, but, the, but deeper than that, says Rabbeinu B'chai, there's another nakuda here. There's another point that you have to re- recognize, and this is really where, where our talk sort of takes off from. And that is that Shabbos is an os bris beiniu beinechem. HaKadosh Baruch says it's a sign of a covenant between between us and God. Now, sign of a covenant means it's specifically a covenant between us and God and no one else. That means nobody else is exposed to it. What are you talking about? Everybody knows about the Jewish Sabbath. Everybody knows about Shabbos. It's, it's there for anyone to see. The whole world can see it. It's something that's open and obvious. The answer is, yes, there's an open and obvious element of it, but there's also a deeper dimension of Shabbos that is not revealed to anyone else. There's a secret behind Shabbos. There's a deeper understanding, a deeper wisdom to Shabbos that goes beyond what everybody, what everybody else sees. It's it, uh, as, a, as a, a sort of a, a simple muscle to understand this, if you, a simple parable to really bring out this point. You, you can talk about marriage on two levels. 
You talk about marriage is, is everybody sees that husband and wife are married. They see the ring that you give your wife. They give you, understand. There's clearly there's a bond between the two of you. But no, the, the real bond between husband and wife, nobody knows about that except for the husband and wife themselves. That's completely private. It's something that's only between them. Nobody else has any access to that. Nobody else, that's a, that's a personal relationship that no one has any, any access to. Nobody, nobody has any understanding of that. That's the bris of Shabbos. The bris of Shabbos. The covenant of Shabbos. The the depth of the relationship, that which is expressed as our, our special relationship with God, is something that nobody else is ne- that's not exposed to anyone else. It's something that's com- purely individual and purely it's a, it's an element of who we are and and who we are in a special relationship with God that nobody that nobody else has any access to. So, what is that Shabbos? What is it? What is it that Shabbos is really all about? The answer is that Shabbos. In its deepest sense, and again, this is something, an idea, I'm going to try to develop this idea slowly, but, but Shabbos, the reality of what Shabbos is, is, it's, it is it is a day in which we reflect on the reality of Hashem's existence in our world. Um, the idea is, is, the idea of this is like this. It's very clear that, um, it's very clear that when, a, when you enter into a new business with somebody, you enter into a new partnership, right? Somebody off comes along and offers you an opportunity to do something. So you analyze it back and forth, and you should you do it, shouldn't you do it? What's the best way to do it? What's the bottom line? What are the goals? What are the, what are the pros? What are the cons? You analyze the whole picture. Once you made the decision to jump into it, now you're engaged in that business. You're engaged in the work of what it's, what's going on. There's very little asking why. It's really all about what. What should I be doing? What's the next thing that's necessary? Let's say I open up a shoe business. So I need to know, do I, do I have enough supplies for the rubber to, to make the soles? Do I have enough leather for the uppers? Do I have the packaging that's necessary? Do I have the, the stitching, the thread that's necessary? And every day it's all about what needs to be done next. What, what, what? There's, no, there's very little pick, stopping, stepping back and looking at the why of, what, of what's going on. Why are we doing what we're doing? Where, are we, where is it all taking us? What's the bigger picture in all of that? If you want to know what the, the goal of Shabbos is, is that we live our lives the same way. When we're living our lives, day to day, are the actions of our lives are all about the what. How am I going to put food on the table to, today so I'm not hungry today so that I can do what? Go back to work tomorrow. So I can do what? So I can have enough food on the table so that I can do what? Go back to work again the next day. Really? That's all it's all about? It's just all about. So, so I'm just going to work today so I can go back to work tomorrow so I can have enough food for what purpose? To be able to eat, to be able to eat, to be able to have enough energy to go back to work tomorrow, to be able to eat again, to be able to have enough energy to be able to do what? To go back to work. Really? That's, that's, what, that's all my life is about. I'm like a hamster on a wheel. I'm going nowhere. What, it's a, when, when do I stop and reflect of what's happening to me? Where's, what, what about the why? Why am I doing all of this? That's what Shabbos is all about. Shabbos is the day when you go, you come, you step back from all of the things that you're doing. You step away, back from all of the what's, and you say, "Why am I doing all this? Where is it all taking me? Where am I now, as opposed to where was I last week? What happened to me? What? How did I make myself into something more?" You want to talk about it, Shabbos is a special relationship to to the to Limud Torah, to learning of Torah, but but it's 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 a pause from creative activity, from being involved and being engaged in making my world to understanding what kind of world am I trying to make? Why am I doing this? Why is it that I'm, why am I engaged in whatever is engaged? If I don't ever stop and examine that, I never stop. And the truth of the matter is that there is an aspect of that that people find terrifying. People find that absolutely 
many people, if the moment you give them a second to to stop and reflect on what they're doing, what do they do? They go out and they get drunk. They do. They 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 have to make themselves unconscious because they're afraid of what it is because they because they have no purpose to their life. Some of them, or if, or they're afraid of where, whether or not they're actually accomplishing their goals. So, they, so they sink into unconsciousness, and ultimately, when you tell them, so what's the goal? The goal is to to be able to go on vacation. At the end of, and what happens when you go on vacation? It's a deeper unconsciousness, just sleeping in the sun and you know, lying out on the beach, and, and again doing nothing. There's, there's no, there's no sense of who am I? How am I making myself better? How am I improving myself? How am I changing my environment? How am I changing the world around me? How am I making everything into something better? Zohar Yom HaShabbos, the remembrance of Shabbos is to remember to stop. To stop and take a bullet, step back. Not to do malacha, not to do work, not to, be, not to engage in it. And Shamar, the guarding of Shabbos is to engage in the Torah and the spiritual dimension, the spiritual development of who I am and what I am as the deeper essence of who, of getting in touch with the deeper essence of what my whole existence is all about. Because this is the place where you can make that difference. And if you don't do it here, it's not going to happen there. We're going to talk about this much more deeply because Shabbos is a reflection of the world to come. It's a reflection of the reality of basking in Hashem's presence. What's the ultimate basking in Hashem's presence. When a person's neshama, when a person's soul, when his spiritual being, when and he lives in the afterlife, in the transcendent dimension, in a world that's beyond this world, he functions and, he, and now he's in the presence of Hashem the whole time. And by the way, in the presence of Hashem, what's happening in the presence of Hashem? Everything that happened to you in your life here, without the ability to, have, to make any changes to it. Everything that you could have done here, everything that happens to you here, you can always change it. There's almost nothing that happens to you in the world, in, in your existence here. You insult somebody, you get in a fight with somebody, you're nice to somebody, you help to improve somebody's life, but you can always add to it, you can always change it. You have limbs, you have the abilities. It says that in the world to come, you know what, you know what life is like? Life is like living in a world where, you're, where you have arms and, and, and no joints in those arms. Those arms are just straight. So if you, were, if you, were, if you merit to be able to, to have a world in which you built the world and you built the world around you, so you have people that are sitting next to you. You have no arms, so you can't feed yourself, but you can pick up something and you can feed it to the person next to you. Right? And you care about doing that because that's the kind of world that you built. A world in which you cared about others, which was expansive, which was more than just yourself. and included Yami. So then when I'm feeding you, this person who's sitting next to me, they're just an extension of me. Because every chesed, every kindness is expanding myself to absorb other people. That's why, that's why chesed gone awry, the chesed that's not done incorrectly, kindness, acts of loving kindness that are inappropriate, they go beyond that, go, tend towards promiscuity and to, to illegitimate relationships. But in a legitimate relationship, what I'm doing is I'm expanding it to include somebody else's more part of me. So therefore I have this beautiful feast that's laid out in front of me and I'm getting beautiful, I get pleasure from feeding it from the person next to me. That's Olam Haba. But if I built a world where the world was all about me, it was only, it was only selfish me and I don't care about anybody else, now I'm sitting at the table and I can't do anything. Because I can't feed the person who's next to me because I have no relationship with that person. I don't care about what happens to them and I have no, I'm not interested in feeding them. And that doesn't do anything for me. And I can't feed myself. All I can do is look at this great food here and there's nothing I can't do anything about it. That, that's the, the reality of the world to come is, is basking in the presence of what reality did you create? 
You can't make any changes to it. And you relive all of that. Of course, the, the, the process of reliving it and the pain of reliving those type of experiences over and over again ultimately brings a person to a certain level of atonement and, may, and, and makes up for, for that. That ultimately, in the, in the, in the bigger cheshvon, in the bigger calculation of what Hashem wants from the world, a person's neshama will ultimately get to the place where it's supposed to get. But the, re, but the experience of it is an infinite experience of, to, of con, con, failed, per, failed potential that I can't correct any longer. Or fulfillment of my potential that I get to relive the fulfillment of that potential over and over and over again in a way that's, that makes my life deeper and more meaningful all the time. That's the, that's the real world to come. Shabbos is a me'ain. It's like a, it's, we say Shabbos is one-sixtieth of the world to come. One-sixtieth means it's a, it exists in the framework, exists in the paradigm where, of where, where something almost disappears into non-existence. You know that if you have a pot of meat and you drop a drop of milk into it, if that milk is less than one, uh, the ratio of one to sixty of the milk, the milk's gone completely. It has no taste. It has no effect. The meat is completely kosher, even though meat and milk together is, is no good. But when it's less than a one sixtieth, it's it's considered like it's nothing. If it's at one sixtieth, that's the point of transition from nothingness into something. Shabbos is where we get the, just that faint little feeling of what it means to be in the world to come. Because at that moment, we get to completely sit back. And as we said, we, as we start out, Shabbos is about basking in the presence of Hashem. I'm basking in Hashem's presence. And I'm living, I'm living that, what, what it means to be in the world to come. I'm living what it means to be in a, in, in a higher dimension. I'm living in a world where the whole reality of, what, of, of the expression of, of who I am and what I can potentially Potentially, be is all that right there in front of me. We say it in our in our in our tefilos. We say it in the, right the, the the different areas of development of Shabbos. It goes it goes. You know you you have to. We we say on Friday night we say uh, Hashem created the world by Yehulu Hashemayim Va'aretz the completion of heavens and earth a declaration that we recognize that Hashem fulfilled the whole world that's that's the Friday night feel. so Friday night the focus on Friday night is all about that Hashem created the world Hashem is the creator of the universe He's the master of the universe and the reality of the world as a coming into existence happened only then and, and therefore it's it's something that He completely controls and is in control of because He formed it out of nothing. That's Friday night. Shabbos morning is about the receiving of the Torah. On Shabbos morning, what do we say? Before we say Vishamah, we say we say that we, we talk about um, we talk about we talk about the the the, Shabb- the Shabbos morning tefillah. The Shabbos morning Shabbos tefillah talks about receiving the the, the Aseris Hadibros, receiving the Torah in Har Sinai, because that's the moment at which we made a covenant in which we become participants in the building of the world. So Shabbos morning is all about accepting the Torah and our potential of building the participants of the world. And Shal Shudas, which the Mekubal and which the Kabbalists talk about as the highest, the peak of what Shabbos. What Shal Shudas all about? Ato echad v'shimcha echad, you Hashem are one, and 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 we are one, and we're all one. We're bonded together. So we're about pulling ourselves together. It's being, becoming a part at one with Hashem. Shabbos is all about Olam Haba. It's about the world to come. It's about the journey of the neshama of the soul to the, to the highest possible do, possible domain. That's the that's what you get to when you get to the peak of Shabbos, which is Shabbos Shabbos and Mincha time. If you think about it, we say we, 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 when we when we say it in our tefilos. If you look very carefully, you have to look carefully to see this to notice this uh, this. 
this digression, but you'll see that on Shabbos it says that, that on Shabbos it says it's the day in which we're makadesh ba in it. In other words, we're passive. Hashem put the spirituality into Shabbos, or we're makadesh by as Yom Shabbos. That's our choice to make Shabbos a part of us, or bum, which is both of us together, us together with Hashem, which is the joint, which is the joining together of of, of, of Shabbos. That's in, in the in the last prayer before you say makadesh um, Shabbos, right? You say elokeinu elokeinu kevaseinu. You'll you'll see that last prayer. You'll look carefully this week. You'll see it starts off in Friday night. It's ba. Shabbos morning, it's Bo, and in, in Shabbos Mincha, it's Bom. It's, a, it's all that, it's, it's ultimately, it moves us from one point to another. So, so the reality of Shabbos is to stop for a moment, to pause, to step back, to look at the reality and experience it. Where am I going? What is this journey all about? Because I, that's what we're doing. Our life is a journey, and our life is about accomplishing things. Our life is about moving forward. And there has to be a point to my existence. It has to be. That there's that I'm not simply spinning that wheel. I'm not that hamster who's going nowhere. I have to be doing something, and that's why Shabbos, on one hand, is incredibly uplifting. If a person can look back over the week and say, "I've raised myself up. I've transformed myself. I've turned myself into something better than what I was last week," amazing, fantastic. And if not, scary. What, what, what am I? What, what am I to do with myself? What, why am I even here? What's what's the point? Where does it where does it happen? Um, when we talk about Shabbos as a day of rest, a day of menucha, it means it's allowing us that space to recognize what 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 our existence is all about. Shabbos is the place is not is is um is is not is not the point. The point of the resting on Shabbos is not so much dis, the 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 uh, the rela- relaxation of what it, what it is. It's the point, it's the sensation of experiencing having arri- arrived. Because as, at the end of our lives, that's really what it's all about. When I get to the end of my life, I have arrived. This is it. This is what I've made of myself. This is what I'm going to be. Shabbos is a main of that. Shabbos is, is a sampling of what that means. Shabbos is a point, is sensing the, the, the potential of arriving. Have I, have, what have I done? What have I accomplished? What have, what have I made of myself? What am I going to do? And that, that, um, that, by that definition of being forced to look at myself um, is, is, as I said, this is a tremendous double-edged sword. And the reality is that the halachos of Shabbos, like all halachos, this is really all the halachos of the Torah, all of the mitzvahs, they, we, spoke, we speak about this so many times, the reality of... Um, the alarm is going to go off if they come through that door. The alarm is going to go off if you open that door. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll wait for you. Shabbos is for children. Did Rav Hinkus say Shabbos was for children? Well, well, okay, one thing at a time. One thing at a time. One thing. We have to build that. Yeah, sure. So if you write a song in your head on Shabbos, like you come up with a nigun or something, yeah. let's Excuse just me, say. What door should people yeah. be using to come in today? Probably, probably Elmgrove, I imagine. Is, Is it locked? Is the door on the side? We just will check that. That door. one's locked? Yeah. Is Mark inside? Let's see. Well, I'm not sure. Okay, so... so um, 
so again, so the, the concept is that the reality is, I'll get to your question in a moment, okay? But the halachos, the laws of Shabbos, what are the laws of Shabbos? What are they centered around? So if you take a look very carefully, the laws of Shabbos are centered, are built around the construction of the Mikdash, the construction of the Mishkan, the construction of the Mishkan. What was the construction of the Mishkan? The Mishkan itself was a microcosm of the construction of the world. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The same way as HaKadosh Baruch Hu formed a world in which he can exist in a microcosmic sense, the Mishkan represents the entire world. And what were the activities that were necessary? Are these 39 malachas, these 39 uh, categories of active, of proactive, creative labor that we should desist from on Shabbos. Why? Because the halachos, when, when we talk about being manifesting spiritual potential in the physical dimension, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about that the, if we follow through with the mitzvahs and we do the mitzvahs the way they're supposed to be done, we follow through with all the commandments and we do what they're supposed to do, the mitzvahs create the bond between us and the Creator. They create the reality, the spiritual environment that, in which exactly what we're trying to accomplish is accomplished. When you, when you follow through with the laws of Shabbos and desist from all spirit, all creative, proactive creative labor, what are you doing? You're essentially withdrawing from this world into the world to come. You're withdrawing from this world, a world where we make changes, where we're creative, where we're the master of our own destiny, into the world to come to what? To bask in the presence of Hashem. That's what we're saying. That's what we're trying to do on Shabbos. We said Shabbos is all about basking in Hashem's presence. What's happening in the world to come? You're basking in Hashem's presence. How do I do it? The halachos of Shabbos tell you how to do that. The laws of Shabbos are there for that purpose. They're there to build that reality around you, as is every all the halachos of Shabbos. It's always the case. Is it every aspect of, of what the, the laws are? Not, it's not just random commandments that God gets pleasure out of us running around and doing this and doing these, doing these different kinds of things. They they represent the spiritual reality. The bridges and the and the and the construction in which I'll be able to survive, in which I'll be able to look back upon, which is which is which is which is the end point of the process. Shabbos is about reflecting on the end point of every process, because a process without an end point is pointless, and that's a reality that all that, that all throughout history, every every person has always understood. If you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, anyone who has ever written a business plan knows this. If you don't know what it is that that the bottom line is you're never going to get there. You will never arrive. You will never be successful. You will never. You will never be, because you'll have no structure of what you're doing. You don't know where you're going. Shabbos is the point at which we say there is an end point. There is a goal of what I'm trying to accomplish with my existence here in this world. And on Shabbos, I get to reflect on the end point again. It's like we said before, I get to step back and I say, what's where's the why? Forget about the what's of what I need to do. What, but why am I doing what, what I'm doing? Why is it that that, that, that it happens? And that's that's the 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 deeper nuances of what we see. What we have to do is to recognize that there is a reason for the things that we do. There's a reason for what what we're trying to accomplish, and it changes our whole perspective. It gives us it gives it allows us to refocus so that Shabbos becomes the core. It becomes on one hand the end of the week, the summation of everything that I've accomplished for the previous week, but it also gives me a focal point. It gives me a jumping off point for where am I going to go next week? So the whole of my life really revolves around Shabbos. The whole of my life is supposed to, when Hashem gave us that gift that He called Shabbos, that, real, that spiritual reality that was there prior to the creation of the world. Hashem didn't create Shabbos with the world. Hashem, the Shabbos was already there. And the point of Hashem resting on Shabbos, what happened? Hashem got weary, He got tired. Hashem gets tired. He worked so hard building this building during the week that He collapsed onto His bed at the end of the week and He said, oh, 
Baruch Hashem, Shabbos is here. You know, in the, in the, the you know, the, uh, the, 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 the unfortunate story that they, that they say, you know, Ramosha, Ramosha Feinstein used to say that the reason why the second generation of Americans didn't keep Shabbos was because people would, um, people would come into Shabbos. It would be like, oh, Shabbos, oh. Now I got to Shabbos, and there was like a sigh, and it'd be like a, it was like a burden to them. Like, now I'm gonna, oh, now I'm gonna do Shabbos, and then uh, the, even the story, the other story, the other, the, other, the other element of it is when the when the kindergarten teacher tells tells the tells tells tells, tells ask the kids to reenact the Shabbos table, right? So the little boy gets up and he makes kiddush in a loud voice, and he says, "Ah." Oh, it was a very hard week. And he puts his head down and he collapses on the table. That, that's his impression of Shabbos. It's just the father falling asleep at the table. Don, that's what Pinkus saying. You, you have to prepare for Shabbos. You have to go into Shabbos ready to experience something, not just fall asleep on Shabbos. It's not about, that, that it's not about rest as we, as we perceive it from a, by translating the word menucha as rest. Menucha means to come to a sense of contentment, of con- contentment of being of being so totally happy with what my life is with what I'm with what I'm with what I'm doing of being able to look back and reflect on on the growth that I've had of course we always have to be self-critical because there's always more to be done but the reality is it's, that it's that opportunity to jump into it and to experience it when we said Hashem rested on Shabbos when I, my understanding what it means Hashem rested on Shabbos is that creative labor that was happening all, all week long was a distraction from the reality of a of an infinite creator. It was about building the world into, into a finite reality. Hashem says that on Shabbos I created rest, I created menucha. I created something that allows you to transcend all of this finite realities of these limited things that are that, that only can have, be having an effect here. I created a possibility for you to be able to experience infinity, to experience something that's transcendent, to experience something that goes beyond all of that. And it, it, it has to accomplish, it accomplishes that by reflecting on everything that you become and by becoming something bigger and, be, and looking to Shabbos to create something more. Next week, we'll, Bezras Hashem, we will, um, we'll continue, we'll continue this, to develop this idea, this concept of Shabbos as me'en olam abaz, as, as, a, as a, in a sense, coming into the world to come, and the, 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 ideas of the, the ideas behind Shabbos itself as something that allows me, and again, it's, it's all the same idea, but we're just going to try to deepen the understanding. We're going to try to, to go more, to cover, uncover more and more layers of what it is within the concept of Shabbos that allows us to experience that contentment, and why it's so important to experience that, so that we ultimately know that every process that we're going through has a goal, has a purpose, has something that we're really trying to accomplish with it. Okay. Thank you.